0: Hello, you are listening to Rabina Ahmed-Huck on The Jeff MacArthur Show, filling in today and tomorrow. And lucky me, I get to talk about the budget all day. So normally I'm on talking about money and finance and the economy. And I get to have my first day talking about something that I know just a little bit about, which is... Uh, What to expect from today's budget, uh, how it's going to help Canadians' pocketbooks, and uh, what are, you know, what are the experts looking for? Um, You know, second pandemic budget. Uh, There's a lot to talk about, lots happening outside of the pandemic. Uh, Housing crisis, uh, war in Ukraine. Uh, supply chain issues, interest rates rising. There's a lot that the finance minister is definitely uh, thinking about today uh, before she stands uh, at four o'clock to give us all the details of what's going to be in the budget. I'm gonna bring in my next guest, Peter Tabins, MPP, Toronto Danforth, NDP Critic for Energy and the Climate Crisis. Hi, Peter, how are you?
1: I'm well, Rabina. how are you?
0: I'm doing really well. Um, thank you so much for joining us on the program today. Um, I wanted to ask you, High Level, what are you looking for in the budget, especially especially when it comes to um, efforts to combat climate, uh, the climate crisis?
1: Well, what we're going to be looking for is more money put into accelerating the the move to a net zero economy by 2050. We want to see investment in a clean jobs training center uh, so that people can get the new skills we're going to need for the new economy. And clearly, we want this budget to reflect this whole move away from fossil fuels and to a renewable economy, a net-zero economy.
0: Yeah, and speaking of net-zero, I mean, the, the gover- are the government's climate targets realistic? Can we get there uh, by 2050, as they're hoping?
1: I believe that we can. I'm not sure that they have enough measures in place yet to actually deliver. I think there's been a real concern about that. But the actual targets, that's where we have to go. We are faced with a crisis. You're well aware there was another UN report this week, about the depths of the problem that we're facing. Uh, There's a huge potential for a big drop in our standard of living if we're not able to bring the climate crisis under control. And we have to move very fast here in Canada. We have to make sure that people are looked after, that they're transitioned from one set of jobs to another. Um, But for Canada, it's a realistic target, and frankly, it's an absolutely necessary target.
0: Yeah, and and how can we be more aggressive to get to that target? I mean, what more should we be doing? Um, should the government be doing uh, in order for us to reduce our overall uh, CO two emissions uh, to be more environmentally friendly to to reach those targets um, by the by not just that target date, uh, but maybe even before?
1: Well, there are a variety of things that can be done. Obviously, the federal government has buildings all over Canada. It can be moving to retrofit all of those to net zero to. Uh, drive down their emissions as close to zero as possible. Uh, We can transform all of the vehicle fleets in governments across Canada to net zero, moving away from internal combustion to electric vehicles and frankly giving a lot more help to Canadians to make that transition as well. Those things around changing our building stock and changing our transportation so it's electrified, those can make a huge difference for us And I think the other thing is helping industry make the transition where you've got industries that now are very heavy duty fossil fuel consumers, working with them uh, to either go to hydrogen as a fuel, going to electricity as an energy source, and just looking at a whole of the economy approach to making sure that. We're not burning fossil fuels in our everyday lives and our everyday business operations.
0: Yeah, we're moving towards green energy and moving away from fossil fuels. Um, one thing that we're, that's that been announced recently is the carbon capturing tax credit. It gets a lot of mixed reviews. What's your opinion on that? Is it going to help and who is it going to help the most?
1: Well, I, th- I think it's just going to help the oil and gas companies, frankly. I don't see it as a good strategy. You're talking here about spending many billions of dollars, money that could actually go to people to make their homes energy efficient, make their businesses energy efficient. And it is not a particularly efficient technology, carbon capture. It doesn't capture all the carbon that comes out of a smokestack, for instance. Uh, It's gonna involve an awful lot of money building pipelines to carry the carbon dioxide from a place where it's emitted to a place where it's gonna be stored. And it uses a lot of energy when you're capturing that carbon. So it makes far more sense to use the billions of dollars that would go to those oil companies to go to people and businesses to cut their energy use. That that would be the most effective way to do it. And I think most Canadians want to see a change and would be very happy to get the sort of support that I think the federal government could provide.
0: Uh, You're listening to The Jeff MacArthur Show. I'm Rubino Ahmed Huck. Filling in for Jeff MacArthur today, we're speaking to Peter Tabbins about what to expect from the budget. Uh, One announcement that we are expecting is $2 billion for electric vehicle battery development. Um, Is that something that you think is a step in the right direction uh, to get more people uh, into electric cars away from uh, gas, gasoline cars?
1: I I do think it is a good idea. I think that we're going to see the auto industry transformed around the world in the next five to ten years. And we here in Canada, we have the technical skills, we have the, the trained workers, uh, we have the minerals. Uh, we could be a real powerhouse, as it were, when it comes to electric batteries for vehicles, and we should take advantage of that. But the other side, Rubina, is that if if we don't get into this in a very aggressive way, we'll be left behind. And a big part of Canada's economy, well, particularly here on Ontario, is geared to the auto industry. Uh, we can't afford to be left out. We can't afford to be stuck with the technology that the world is abandoning. We need to be part of the 21st century technology, and that's electrified vehicles.
0: Yeah and and one of the criticisms has been you know a lot, people losing jobs you know so if you switch out of one industry to the other a, a lot of people who are not trained uh, what can the government what more can the government do to to get people who have skills uh, but just need to pivot in the skills that they have so that they can work in plants that cr- that that build electric vehicles what more can be done there
1: Well yeah that's that's a really critical question because there is no point in making a whole bunch of people uh, go on unemployment. There's no point in that at all. These are skilled workers, and they can be retrained. When we uh, have gone through other technological shifts before, you take people who have the ability to do skilled work, you retrain them, and you've got the workforce that you need for the new products. And I think that's the way we have to see it. We've got this this huge resource of a capable, trained workforce that just needs a little more retraining so that it can produce the new products. And I think there's a willingness there. People want to see that things turn out well for the world around them, and they want to see that things turn out well for their lives. People are willing to learn new skills so that they can be plugged into that economy.
0: do you think we're doing enough for uh, for the climate? I mean, there's a lot of focus on um, affordability, housing, pandemic recovery. Um, ha- the climate obviously has been uh, top of mind for for most governments, most Canadians. But has it has it fallen secondary to all these other big crises that are facing us in in an immediate way?
1: Well, I have to say that it's, it's very hard given what's going on globally. Uh, what's going on here with COVID, uh, the day-to-day pressures of putting food on the table, that people don't have a lot of extra space in their thinking, and governments haven't had enough extra space in their thinking for dealing with what many see as a longer-term issue. Uh, but I think we're going to have to change oh, that. Oh, I
0: think we I'm, lost Peter there. No. Oh, no, you're still there? The okay, okay. One, yep.
1: Yeah. Sir, so, you know, I was just going, I was going between two different thoughts. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I didn't mean to cause a gap on her.
0: That's in any okay. event,
1: uh, I think that there's no doubt about it that this is coming at us. I mean, we saw the town of Lytton get wiped out uh, just last year. We saw flooding in B.C. that affected food production across Canada. We are in a crisis right now, and and I know people have already got their plates full. Governments have their plates full, but this is one thing that they can't forget to take action on. If we don't act very quickly, uh, we are going to see this really dramatic drop in our standard of living uh, far more difficult lives for all of us. And we can actually make a lot of good things out of it. I mean, we can become uh, a powerhouse of manufacturing for the new products that the world wants and is going to have to have. But it's going to take governments being willing to step in and be aggressive, invest heavily, and not bow to the oil and gas interests who really want to just continue doing what they've done all along. That's not going to take us anywhere good.
0: Right, right. I absolutely uh, agree and understand what you're saying there. Peter Tavins, I have to leave it there. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be looking uh, forward to four o'clock when the budget comes down to hear what the government has to say about how they're going to tackle the climate crisis um, and all the money that's going to be spent on uh, making that happen. Uh, Thank you so much. My name is Rubina ahmed I'm filling in for Jeff MacArthur. We'll be back after this short break.